0: All aboard the Podcast Express. Please keep your ears inside of the train at all times. We will now be departing Nonsense Station with your hosts, Ryan Warson and Christian Mandrell.
1: Welcome to a uh, Friday the 13th route. <laughs> I was trying to do like a scary vampire voice I don't think it projected it, it worked that for way It
2: one whole word yeah. it was Welcome
1: really <laughs> to the <laughs> Podcast Express I don't know Make stuff up as I go along if you can't tell uh, I'll be Ryan And I'm Christian And should we just dive straight into the compromise? Right into it
2: Alright let's do it My wife wanted a dog I absolutely did not want a dog So we compromised and we got a dog Now it's time for this week's Compromise
1: All right, so in honor of Friday the thirteenth, we thought we would uh make the compromise spooky spooky exactly. so the smart guy in the horror movie mm-hmm. wanted to uh get in the car and leave, yeah. when they got to the you know the scary looking cornfield makes sense. The other morons wanted to run into the field after what sounded like a chainsaw mm-hmm. so the group compromised, ran into the cornfield, and everyone died, yeah. And that was this
0: week's compromise. (laughs) What's that phrase? We say them all the time. But do you know where they actually come from? All right. So we're going
1: to do this, but superstition edition.
2: Superstition. What's that phrase?
1: Superstition edition. Um, So how what's that phrase works is typically there's a phrase we read it we come up with how we think it was um founded or created or where the phrase comes from
2: not how we think how we know how we know
1: right sorry Uh, right how we know that it how that it came to be and then we do some googling and we find the right answer and we tell you which one of us was correct Or how right we both were. (laughs) How
2: right we were both. Exactly.
1: So the first uh, phrase, the first superstition is that walking under a ladder um, is bad luck or I've heard that it will lead to your own hanging.
2: I've never heard to your own hanging. I knew it was bad luck.
1: Yeah, I've heard. heard, I think that's the darker version. So bad luck, will lead to your own hanging. You're not supposed to walk under a ladder. Why do we think that's the case?
2: I... I'm gonna defer to you because I have no idea. All
1: right, so I the the hanging thing. I think it's I think it's simple. I think there was a rope on the on the top of a ladder, kind of dangling down. And mm-hmm. someone tried to try to take a shortcut under a ladder, and they literally hung themselves on accident. And so then uh, this was olden times, right? So mm-hmm. so there was you know the only way that people saw it was oh witchcraft. This guy <laughs> this guy got <laughs> hung by witches under a ladder. No one saw him walk under his own power. So they're like, don't pass under a ladder. You might get hung. Okay. From witches.
2: So he was tall enough to get hung from a rope, but short enough that to, to dangle. Right. Because witchcraft. Because witchcraft. Right. right. Uh, so my answer, I think there was actually a guy on a ladder, and he was cleaning windows at this store, and this guy he's like, "I'm a really busy guy. I need to walk under this ladder to get to work," and so he walks under the ladder, and he's got his briefcase, and he accidentally bumps the ladder. And this guy on top of the ladder, he knocks over the ladder. The guy falls and dies. And he's now a ghost. And the ghost window cleaner haunts busy businessman.
1: That could be. I have pulled up the... uh, It's bad luck to walk under a leaning ladder. Um, That's that's the first one I found. So it says, the superstition... Uh, originates 5,000 years ago in ancient Egypt a ladder leaning against a wall forms a triangle Egyptians regarded this shape as sacred uh, so to them triangles re- represented the trinity of the gods to pass through a triangle was to desecrate them um, and so I guess it, it, walk, a, a ladder had rested against the crucifix it became a symbol of wickedness betrayal and death to walk under a ladder for Christians Mm-hmm. Um, and in England in the 1600s, criminals were forced to walk under a ladder on their way to the gallows. Yikes! So uh, it seems like I was right
2: because of the last one. You're <coughs> because gonna, of the last one, you're gonna hang they, your head. They had off. to walk. They
1: had to walk under a ladder to go get hung. You know, that's pretty close to what I said. I didn't hear. Uh, I didn't hear yours in there.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I I could have gotten it right because you know back five thousand years ago in ancient egypt they had window washers
1: right they, they probably did they, for all the windows that are on the uh the pyramids
2: and you know when he the guy knocked over the ladder and got buried in a pyramid and the pyramid is a triangle and i don't so know ladder
1: was- gallows hanging i think
0: i know nonsense
2: All right, let's dive
1: on to the next one before you try to convince me that you were right. Um, All right, so the next one is that uh, seeing a black cat is bad luck.
2: I think this one's pretty easy. It's a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you listen to Route 30, you know my hatred for cats. Um, I think witches are known to have black cats. I think that's a common thing. So if you see a black cat... That might mean that there's a witch nearby, and you might be getting cursed.
1: That could be. So, um, I I just pretty much agree with you because black cat, witch, witch hat, you know, Halloween—they all <laughs> go together. So I, that was basically exactly what I was going to say. I don't have anything extra to add. Um, but I googled it, and it's catit.com is our source here, so it must be legit. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of a black cat with a nice little heart by it. So. And it says, unfortunately, many people around the globe believe that black cats bring bad luck, especially when they cross your path. Keep but reading.
2: little do they know, it's they all do. cats. Ancient Egypt. Are you kidding me? In ancient Egypt, <laughs> oh. things
1: were still looking up for the black cats. They were worshipped much more than their colorful bodies. Sphinx. Um, ancient Egyptian god of the cats called the Bastet. Mm-hmm. How, are you familiar with the Egyptian uh, gods as, as well?
2: Uh, not super familiar, right, but I do know that enough. one.
1: All right, so uh, it was portrayed as a woman with the head of a black cat, so black felines had nothing to fear. However, it was uh, Celtic mythology. Those stinking Celts. Yeah, they, uh, oh my gosh, There was a legend about a creature called the Cat Sith.
0: (laughs) We're going Star (laughs) Star Wars. Wars.
1: The cat Sith was said to resemble a large black cat with a white spot on its chest. Legend has it that the cat Sith could steal a person's soul before the gods could claim it by passing over a corpse before burial. So there you have it. If a black cat passes your corpse, according to the Celtics, it will steal your soul before the gods can.
2: Crazy. By the gods using the dark side of the force. using the dark
1: side of the force exactly i'm sure there's more there's more paragraphs below it but i, I just like saw, that
2: i just saw salem
1: salem where do you see salem
2: the word salem i That's don't, where s- I I don't see, salem. see the word salem
1: oh right here During salem the salem witch all right trials. so yeah we'll go middle ages of europe black cabs were often associated with witches high five Woo! um let's go
0: i know nonsense
1: In the 1560s in Lincolnshire, England, on a moonless night, a father and a son were traveling when a black cat crossed their path. They threw rocks at the cat until the poor animal fled into the home of a woman who at the time was being accused of being a witch. The next day, the father and son saw the woman who lived in the house. She was limping and bruised. They assumed that the cat that they threw rocks at turned into the witch. This belief (laughs) spread uh, to the USA with the first settlers... um, the, the Salem witch trial had black cats.
2: I got an alternative theory. I think they were throwing rocks at a cat, and it ran into her house and hit her in the leg
1: and bruised her and scratched her. Probably. And then
2: she has a limp afterwards. <laughs> exactly. I don't think a cat getting rock thrown at it is gonna be in a great mood.
1: I kind i like the i like the cat Sith. I I, I don't know how I didn't think of that. <laughs> the dark um, side the dark, of the cats yeah the dark side of the cats i don't know how i didn't how that one didn't pop in my mind but uh we were right with the witches
2: i think if we just keep reading enough uh websites we'll eventually get to the answer that that we're looking for it's a google bias
1: <laughs> um all right so w- knocking over salt is bad luck hmm. why is that so i i have a i have a guess Okay. So I, I, I want to say, is it van- there's something in um, like the supernatural belief thing? That oh, salt's Like, it's, is it vampires? If you do a salt line, a vampires salt line can't cr- or ghosts? Ghosts, yeah. ghosts, can't cross the salt line. So I'm guessing that knocking over salt, you probably mess up your salt line. Yeah. And so therefore, ghosts can now cross.
2: I am a hundred percent on board.
1: That's my best guess. Do you have any other guesses? Or are you just gonna just you know? I can ride come my up tails? with something,
2: but it's not gonna be that good.
1: All right. No, that's that's fine. I just need to Google this now. All right, this this one's dumb. So, this comes from uh, from ancient societies because uh, it is difficult to procure. It had a high cost, um, so salt became a form of currency. Mm-hmm. Um, in in fact, the word salary originates from sale, the Latin word for salt, possibly because Roman soldiers received salt as payment. Okay, um, that's also where the expression "not worth one salt" comes from. Hmm. So spilling something as highly prized as as salt was bad form and a big waste, which just grew into a warning that it would bring someone bad luck. So literally, I just because it was expensive.
2: I just like that we glossed over the fact that people used to got get paid in salt. In salt. Like, well, it says
1: partially compensated in salt.
2: But still, like
1: I never knew that salary came soldier. from salt. Though
2: you yeah, you're going you to great, die. You did a for great salt. job. You did a great job not. I dying wonder today. if that's where the term is assaulted salt. comes from. No.
1: Soldiers. And you going to die for salt. A salary. Yeah, a salary and probably also salt. I don't know. It's a bad joke. Dude. Um, so, this one is kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. Why does throwing salt over your shoulder stave off bad
2: luck? Stave. What a it, nice word. Thank you. Just drop that in there.
1: Yeah. I also paused for... A dramatic effect after saying a <laughs> word also i was looking at you to make sure that it was a word uh, so anywho throwing salt over your shoulder it actually gets rid of bad luck but we just learned that knocking over salt is bad luck so i it seems kind of like a okay i'm gonna i'm gonna accidentally dump salt now i'm gonna waste more salt by throwing it over my shoulder so why is this now good luck
2: because it's like it's like a hand grenade, okay? <laughs> it's let, a hand grenade. Let's say you know you spill the salt, aka you pull the pin on a hand grenade. You're just gonna let the hand grenade sit around right by you? No, you're gonna you're gonna pick up the hand grenade and you're gonna throw it over your shoulder. So it's no longer your bad luck. You are you are casting the bad luck upon somebody else.
1: It's a it's a bad luck grenade. Exactly. I see. I see. Um, let me see. So, I, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to think if the two relate. So, if I knock over salt, it's bad luck. But if I throw salt over my shoulder, it's good luck. So, part of me is wondering if it's... So, the reason that it was bad luck was because it was so expensive that knocking it over was like you're wasting money. So, I'm thinking maybe it's like a rich person thing. Like, mm. look at me. I'm so rich that I can afford to just throw salt over my shoulder.
2: No, it's charity. That's how you're getting your good karma points back. Ah, uh, so, yes. You're, you're giving salt to the poor. You are throwing it away for, for the people standing behind you. Right.
1: So you're assaulting them.
2: <laughs> How long were you waiting for that?
1: It just, it just came into my head. Um, yeah. So that's my thought is it's, a, it's like a showing of your wealth. Mm. And then that turned into it being good luck. Um, So why do people throw salt over their shoulders? Lots of chefs do it on TV. That doesn't help us, though. According to the superstition, spilling salt is bad luck, and throwing a pinch of salt over your shoulder reverses that bad luck. Typically, it's thrown over the left shoulder. We don't know why over the left. Um, Take a closer look at Leonardo da Vinci's painting. The Last Supper, you'll see that Judas has knocked salt over with his elbow. Uh, people began associating salt with lies and disloyalty. Throwing salt over the left shoulder blinds the devil who is waiting there to force you into acts of bad behavior. Uh, Why toss it over the left? Some Christians believe that the devil hangs around behind your left shoulder. I see. If you spill salt, the devil sees it as an invitation to step in and do evil. If you throw it over your shoulder, it blinds him and renders him helpless. (laughs) This is all... So you're assaulting the devil.
2: This is all airtight. You you can't poke any holes in that line. You're
1: assaulting the devil by throwing salt over your shoulder.
2: You're seasoning him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You are seasoning the devil. You are, no, uh, brine, right? Isn't that when you, you put salt on a steak, you're brining the steak? Sure. You're brining the devil. Um. All right. So last one of these is when you break a mirror, it's bad luck. Hmm. Why is that?
2: Well, you know, when I look in a mirror and see my gorgeous reflection, if I broke that mirror, I could no longer see my own reflection.
1: Right. That My guess is it's something to do with the fact that like it's I literally think it's something like, it, like you're so ugly that you broke a mirror kind of a thing. Mm. Like i feel like it's one of those insults You're like a, like a yo mama joke yo- but like ancient <laughs> i'm thinking this is like ancient roman or, or greek version of a yo mama joke that's like oh you so yo yo mama's so ugly she broke a mirror
2: well the romans had polished bronze as their mirrors i don't think he would break that
1: okay well i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if you break bronze it's it's you know expensive and you're it's the same as super assault. ugly
2: if you breaking, a bronze, <laughs> you're breaking mirror. a bronze mirror
1: yeah I don't know that's my I'm, I'm sticking with it UGly you ain't got no alibi. you ugly all right let's see a broken mirror gives you seven years of bad luck in ancient Greece Greece it was common for people to consult mirror seers who told their fortunes by analyzing their reflections. Um, as a historian, Milton Goldsmith explained in his book, uh, divination was performed by a means of water in a looking glass. It was called, you want to try that word? Cato-pritomancy?
2: Sure. I'll sure. go with it.
1: Cato- see, th- this is where it's throwing me off because it's a PT as in pterodactyl. It's C-A-T-O-P-T as in pterodactyl mm-hmm. romancy. So like, cato-pterodactyl romancy.
2: Well, there's ptolemy.
1: Yeah, so Cattle patrols Mancy? Yeah something like that the mirror was dipped into water and a sick person was asked to look into the glass if his image appeared distorted he was likely to die if it was clear that, of course it's going to be distorted you just dipped it in water
2: yeah how long I, do you let them I, want them, for I it? want them
1: to dip it in the water and then I'll pull out a rag and like wipe the wipe it off so there's no water and they're like look my image is fine I'm going to be healthy and they'd be or like, you just you're a
2: genius hey let's set that down and we'll check back in about 30 minutes <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> check it, set it down vertically please
2: vertically
1: <laughs> and then we'll check back so yeah I guess um, oh here we go in the first century the Rome Romans, A, Greek and Romans have a little thing here, added a caveat to the superstition. At that time, it was believed that people's health changed in seven-year cycles. Isn't that how long, isn't seven years how long it takes you every cell in your body to regenerate? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. I'm, like, if that's true, like, if that's you're the get, number.
2: You're getting an I know nonsense for that. If
1: that. No, I'm saying if that's the number and the Romans had seven years, uh-huh. right, Roman years ago, that's Roman, pretty incredible. Roman years ago. right. Okay. Uh, a distorted image resulting in a broken mirror, therefore, meant seven years of ill health and misfortune, rather than outright death. Well, there you have it. There you have it. That was kind of a lame one. Not gonna lie. Um, the next segment, we don't have a drop for because we're slackers, um, uh, but we're gonna be working on that.
2: I've heard that seven years bad luck.
1: That's yeah. If you don't have a drop, that's seven years bad luck. But we're gonna borrow a drop um, from another segment because it's you know similar. Bad jokes. All right, so this isn't bad jokes. This is bad ideas. So literally, these are bad ideas that Christian and I have to find a use for.
2: So useless items that we need to use. Right. right. These we want items to sell are, this.
1: These items are bad ideas. We're the marketing department, and we need to come up with a way to sell this item sell me this
2: pin but this <sighs> pin is explosive
1: right except the whole sell me this pen thing is more about seeing your sales tactics than it is actually about selling the pen this is literally about selling these bad ideas um so the first one is uh not water it's a liquid that is marketed as not, not- water so imagine you go to the grocery store who knows what this could be in every section of the grocery store yeah you don't know you just buy a bottle and all it says is not water Huh. So what is this useful for? It for me, my first thing that pops out to me: it's useful to know what not to drink. Yeah. Oh, this is not Whoa. water. I just shouldn't drink this.
2: Just because it's not water doesn't mean it's not. It's not
1: worth the risk for me to drink it's,
2: it. But yeah, but it could also be like the best thing you've ever tasted. It could be. <laughs> it could.
1: An option.
2: Uh, right,
1: so what would not water be used for?
2: I think it's like a lottery system. We're saying it's only not water. We're not saying what it could be. I think there's many things it could be, and some are very good. It's like a
1: uh, like when you buy like um, I don't know, like a, like a High C or like a like a Airhead mystery and flavor. there's the mystery flavor, and it's not the ones that mystery flavor is a flavor, but mystery flavor is like it could be any flavor. It could be any. This is not water. It could be any liquid.
2: So it could be like, you know, something really good, something really... Something deadly. ...helpful. It could also be, you know, poisonous.
1: Right. Like the poison for Cusco. Right, right. The poison, the poison for Cusco. <laughs> the poison specifically chosen to kill Cusco. Cusco's poison. poison. Right. That poison. So is that what it is? Not water is Cusco's poison?
2: It could be. <laughs>
1: or it could be Gatorade. So how do we sell it? This is for those risk takers. <laughs> Here's how the commercial goes. Do you like Chance? Buy a bottle of not water and shotgun it. It could be good or it could kill you. (laughs) The world may never know what you'll do until you drink it. It's Schrodinger's water. Yeah, It both tastes good and kills you until you pick to open it.
2: It's like playing the lottery with just a little more risk.
1: Yeah, right, and a little, and a lot less tired? reward.
2: Are you tired of just throwing away old lottery tickets? Right now, you could throw away your life.
1: <laughs> right, so it's it's just like the lottery with a little more risk and no, no reward. No reward. It might be something that tastes good. That's it. Yeah. I suppose it could be like a super. It could be like the Captain America super soldier um, serum. You don't know. It's not water.
2: I'm just trying to figure out how we get this past the FDA.
1: Well, <laughs> you just send enough vials that one of them that they test is good, you know. Mm-hmm. You what you need is a shout out to Route Thirty. You need um, I forget what we named him, but the luck guy. And you need to hope that the good luck um, shows up.
2: Oh my goodness! What did we name? What him? What do we
1: name the good luck guy? Oh well. I'm sure our listeners know. They know. They're they're screaming into the into the speakers <laughs> right now.
2: You named him this.
1: And they remember because they listened a week and a half ago. We don't remember because we recorded it
2: Ten minutes an hour ago. ago. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Um, you need good luck, Guy, to drink not water and hope. And then it's either really, really good or really, really bad.
2: Really, really amazing. Right.
1: Or he could have drank the poison for Cusco but been lucky enough to not die. Mm-hmm.
2: And now he's immune. Now he's immune to poison.
1: He'd be the first person in history to be immune to poison. All right, so the next bad idea is a glass fork.
2: Okay, so this is for all of those times where you really want to see your food as it's entering your mouth, but you're like, this stupid fork keeps getting in the way. Like, it's, right. I it's think obscuring my view. I
1: see this as like the Queen of England would use this fork. Mm. Like, no regular person is using this fork. Yeah. What scares me is great friend of the show, Andy. He, like, chomps his fork. You hear him, like, sharpening this fork with his teeth every bite he takes. So what happens when you chomp the glass and I have shards of glass in your mouth?
2: You spit it out? This is for
1: (laughs) non-chompers. Non-chompers. Yeah.
2: Well, it also, I like your point, it it shows a certain, like, sophistication and wealth. Like, this is something that wealthy people use because they show, like... We have to take care of our stuff, right? But this also this could be really forks. good for
1: us because I can't imagine that a glass fork would be that much to make. So this could be something that we market to the non-elite mm. as something that make it raises your class status. It only costs you a hundred dollars a fork, <laughs> but you're now uh, upper class, upper middle class. You're no longer a pleb.
2: Yeah. So, for those who want to see their food and also... And eat it, too. <laughs> and eat it, too. You can see your food
1: and eat it, too. I have heard that. Exactly. All right. The next bad idea, and personally my favorite, um, these are dimmable lights. Now, you might be saying, hey, those already exist. No, <laughs> these are automatically dimming lights that match the brightness of any room. Yeah. So, the room's bright, the lights are bright. The, lo- the room's dark, the lights are dark. <laughs> Auto-dimming Brightness matching lights.
2: I got our market. So I work in this office building. And this office building is like a giant airplane hangers of cubicles. I have no daylight. Ah, no so this
1: just makes you feel the daylight that's outside.
2: I get the solar cycle in my office building. I don't feel detached.
1: From that's like a real use. Like That's a real thing that I could did it. happen. See, what, what I personally was, was going to say is that um, these are just for people who like to waste electricity, right? (laughs) They don't want... When it's nighttime, they want their lights to automatically be dark. When it's daytime, they don't need the lights. The lights are going to match the brightness anyways. They just feel like like burning electricity.
2: Yeah. It's for like... You know, all those times that you go into work and you're annoying coworkers like, hey, have you seen my electricity bill lately? Right. And you're like, oh, man, I want let to... Me get you,
1: let me get myself some auto-dimming, adjusting I lights. want
2: to burn more electricity than that guy. Than
1: that guy. I want to burn more coal.
2: I need to... Because America. Because America. <laughs> yeah.
1: I like your use better, um, but I see that more in, like, in like a Germany... You know, a, a place where the... the they really care about their workers, mm-hmm. um, but not enough to make them have windows. Just enough to make them think they have windows.
2: It would just uh, really suck for their third shift workers. Right? Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Very
1: much would suck for the third shift workers. All right. Now we're going to dive into answering some of life's toughest questions.
0: Some of life's toughest questions don't have answers, like why is abbreviation such a long word? But we're going to give it a shot.
1: All right, all right, all right. Um, First one is, what is the unluckiest thing that's ever happened to you?
0: Hmm.
2: So, years ago, I went rock climbing.
0: Oh, I love this story.
2: And during... Hang on.
0: Climb aboard? It's story
1: time. All right, and then I want to give... A, a uh, foreshadowing okay. kind of clue. The name is Bond. James Bond. All right. There you go.
2: So years ago, I went rock climbing, Uh, and I used to rock climb all the time. Uh, there was this place that just wasn't very well managed, and so one day, I was climbing upon the rocks, and one of the- Isn't
1: there is another word for that bouldering? Bouldering. So you were climbing the
2: boulder. The boulder. Right, right. Uh, so, yes, I was bouldering, which is where there is no rope securing to you to the wall. It's like a shorter wall, and then there's big mats underneath you. So if you fall, you just land on a mat. Um, so one of the holds, it was loose, little to my knowledge.
1: You didn't know that until it was too late.
2: I figured it out on my way to the ground
1: ah yes one of those (laughs) so
2: yeah i'm holding onto this rock it it gives i i fall down and on my way down there's there's a little chip in the wall which is a foothold for you non-climbers out there uh i caught the chip to my face and it scratched me from i don't know like the top of my forehead midday way down my cheek right over my left eye
1: yeah like direct center center of the left eye from just above his mustache Like like over to the side But just above where the mustache starts All the way up to the center of his forehead Straight up Bond villain
2: Bond villain No
1: longer looks like Billy the Lonely He looks like Billy the Lonely Boy from the Polar Express Who's been lonely too <laughs> long And has now <laughs> taken it upon himself To go on every train he can And derail the train
0: Derailed
1: for some, you know, anti-bond reason.
2: And see, this was this was a pre-COVID time period where people used to go into work, right, and, and they didn't used to...
1: cover their faces with masks.
2: <laughs> That's a great point. And then they also, you know, like used to go places.
1: This was also when I was like first meeting Christian. I met him as Scarface.
2: Scarface. <laughs> yeah. So having to go around all day, every day, explaining to everyone that you know I cut my face rock climbing. So. There you go. Worst thing that ever, or unluckiest thing that's happened to me.
1: There you go. I, I, that's funny. Um, I have I have one that's just like, I have terrible luck with cars.
2: Yeah. Which, um, which car?
1: All of them. <laughs> um, yep. So, I crashed the first one, my fault. After that, I've gone through a ton of cars that are not my fault. I had one, I mean, this one's not really bad luck. It's just living in Michigan. I had one completely rust out on me. Yeah. Then I had one that my brother-in-law had it for years, drove it all over the place sold it to me because i was in a pinch because the last car just rusted out Mm -hmm. i buy it i drive it for a few months blows a rod through the engine block and this is i don't know it's some gm motor that's supposedly indestructible Mm -hmm. and like i i because i had bad luck with cars i was always checking the fluid levels i was always checking everything i I was paranoid perfect
2: car owner right
1: i was paranoid still happened didn't matter next car i get um or it wasn't the next car i get but eventually i get a car and i go a year I know it was 11 months without having a single issue with this vehicle, just to park it in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and to have a November snowstorm come in. And mind you, not like, a, not like a blizzard, just like some pretty snow coming down. Some little
2: snowflakes. Wake
1: up the next morning, um, my car is sandwiched in between two other vehicles, like, I mean, bumper to bumper, yeah. fitting them all in the driveway. My car, squished by a tree branch. Car in front <laughs> of me, car behind me, not Fine. a scratch. Not even, like, literally the branches with the leaves were, like, they were not touching either car, but they were within an inch of both cars. It squished my car. Other cars completely fine.
2: You know, the other two car owners were probably coming out thinking about how lucky they were. They
1: were, and I was thinking about how unlucky I was. Um, so that's just, I, I could go on and on, but that's my bad luck with cars. But the unluckiest thing that's ever happened to me, I, have we talked about this on the podcast?
2: I don't know. You're going to have to tell me more.
1: Uh, it was nine eleven. <laughs> but t- 2011 <laughs> The worst thing that's happened To me I was just going to say uh, about just,
2: just the guy that got real
1: Yeah so it was 10 years after The nine the... eleven, But this is my nine eleven. Um There I was minding my own business Sitting on the front of a speedboat oh, My buddy yes. is pulling his dad skiing Having a great day <laughs> Having an absolute blast um, I was sitting up Kind of tall um kind of sitting on my foot i'm a taller guy Mm -hmm. and uh my most people when someone stops skiing they kind of slowly turn said boat slowly ease off the gas go pick the person up no this boat driver tokyo drifted this boat slammed it down
2: this this boat driver doesn't do anything halfway no
1: yeah 100 percent everything so i go um over the speedboat the speedboat still had forward momentum, so the speedboat then went over me, <laughs> uh, broke my collarbone, propeller sliced me up, but was not like actively engaged, just freely spinning. So mm-hmm. therefore, I, I guess I was lucky because I didn't lose all of my appendages. Yeah, uh, but I did have to get rushed to the hospital, and we were up in, in in northern Lower Peninsula, Michigan, and it was a Sunday, and all of these kind of urgent cares that were in the area, we went to like three, were all closed because it was a Sunday.
2: So, so apparently, apparently
1: you're not allowed to have emergencies <laughs> on Sunday. So we had to drive like over an hour to get to town to get me to a hospital. Yeah. Not a great time to be me. Um, then, <laughs> then we get to the hospital and the doctors are rushing me and doing x-rays. I'm bleeding everywhere. And I just overhear them talking about all these ways that I could have died. Oh, if this! Oh man, he's lucky. If that cut would have been an inch deeper, it would have cut his whatever artery, and you would so have bled out. So what oh, I'm this,
2: hearing is you were super lucky this day. I was this super was unluckily the luckiest, lucky. The luckiest day of it your life. It was also the
1: unluckiest day. It was both. It was both. Um, so that is the unluckiest thing that's happened to me. Both of ours are injuries. So I suppose that is that, like the unlucky thing that would happen to you. Yeah. Um, all right. So the next Life's Toughest question is, are children who act in R-rated movies allowed to go see the movies?
2: With their parents.
1: So this would have a rule. that would, <laughs> would No no one over, under 17 is allowed to see R-rated movies. The exception to that rule. Is when they do it live? Is when they do it with their parents. Or yeah, they, they don't need to see the movie. They lived, they lived they the lived movie. They lived the movie. They ran into that cornfield chasing after that chainsaw.
2: So when there's the R-rated scene, are they not allowed to watch it while they're filming it?
1: right right yeah they would have them not in the room typically
2: but what if they are in the scene
1: well then you're watching the wrong kind of
2: movies (laughs) there's more than one kind of r-rated no i
1: know but i'm just saying what i don't know many movies where like a little kid just gets chainsawed in half yeah most of the time if a kid dies they die off screen and then you just kind of see the kid body I don't look like legitimately I don't know I can't think I also don't watch movies. I never scary movies, watch scary movies. But I can't think of a single scene that like a little kid just gets mangled. I, I I don't think people wanna see that.
2: No. So I I wouldn't pay money to see any scary movie, but definitely not that one. Right. So I
1: yeah, exactly. I, I don't do the scary movies. We're the wrong person to ask scary movie questions to. But I would say a kid would probably be allowed to see it with their parent. That's the realistic answer. But my my podcast express answers. Why would they want to see the movie? They lived the movie. Um, all right. Can you daydream at night? Absolutely. So I would say here, let's let's specify a daydream versus just a dream. A dream is when you're asleep, right? A daydream is when you're like awake mm-hmm. and just kind of essentially fantasizing about whatever. Or thing. just zoned out. I don't right. think
2: you actively have to be thinking about anything to be daydreaming.
1: I would say you do. Otherwise, you're just zoning out
2: i think i I think there's
1: a there's an extra step you have to like be like like i daydream about football sometimes you know Mm -hmm. but my question is would it then just be called a night dream or or another question can you have daymares
2: (laughs) daymares
1: right like a nightmare but in the day
2: yeah i just call that work
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man bad jokes Ah, uh, that's a good one. So, yeah, I would say you can daydream at night. I just don't like calling it a daydream at that point. But if you, can you call
2: it a night dream, then it just sounds like Sounds you're like a dream asleep. dream.
1: All right. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. You're daydreaming at night. I'm da- I'm daydreaming right now, and it's nighttime. So, yes. All right. And the last life's toughest question for Route uh, 31 on... Whoa, dude. What's something... Well, I don't know what this is called. This is Route Thirty One. It's coming out on August Thirteenth. So what's the? It's not a palindrome because it's not the same front and back. But it's like, it, it's flipped. Yeah, it's flipped. What's so? What's that? Is there a word for that? Reversed. It's not. There's. I think there's a word. Okay. It's like a Nalindrome.
2: Oh that's yeah, now, the same called. thing that's backwards. Of, yeah, you're right. It's something like that. Yeah, it's I like think it's palindrome backwards.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's whatever palindrome backwards is spelled. So it's not the same front to back, but it's it. Like we're just flipping the meaning. So, August thirteen, Route thirty one. Mm-hmm. Anyways, just a fun thing I noticed. But um, do coffins come with a lifetime warranty?
2: Uh whose lifetime? You're dead.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I saw this question and I just thought, hey, that's, that's tough.
2: That's a really good question. It's a
1: tough question. What's the deal with coffins? Hmm. So, who's li- what would it be like uh, <laughs> if we? <laughs> and so also, how would you know? Well right, so you put someone in a coffin, you put them in the ground. Let's say it's let's say it's the spouse's lifetime. Yeah. Or let's say I'm born, I'm five, I really like coffins, I want to pick my own coffin, I buy it, do I get a lifetime guarantee that it will last until my death?
2: Well, lifetime warranty doesn't guarantee something will last as long as you live. It's typically a set period of time.
1: Some some do. Some,
2: some do. But so I th- think there's a st- like, when somebody says lifetime warranty... It's the lifetime of it's the like product. 50 years. Right. And they just say, lifetime is 50 years. Right. So, it's a... So, does a coffin last last 50 years? I have no idea. I would say no. Some of them probably do. Why, why would it last 50 f- years if you're putting it in the ground and never looking at it again? Well, because... It's supposed to last three days! Because
1: people want to pay a lot of money to be put in fancy coffins. Yeah. Because I know you can pick your material, and I don't foresee, like, a, a steel coffin decaying in 50 years. Now, the stuff inside of it will...
2: Also, a steel coffin. That's gonna be heavy as crap.
1: Yeah, some people want to be heavy. I mean, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
2: that'd be that'd be like the last screw you. Like you just right. get the heaviest coffin ever. <laughs> yeah, you really pick, don't like your you pallbearers. Yeah, exactly. You pick like
1: not only. So I'm gonna pick a steel coffin, and then I want to be like I'm a big fan of Star Wars. I want you to uh, in, encase me in like carbonite or like <laughs> cement, yeah. and put me in my coffin in cement. And then put me in the ground, and I want my my pallbearers to carry me.
2: And I just want to make sure I die on like the hottest day of the, the year. Hot, yeah, and...
1: absolutely. If I don't, keep me on ice until like mid July to August. Yeah. Bury me on my birthday in July.
2: My last prank, going out in style.
1: That that would be, and then you would have pre-recorded a video to be played at your funeral, <laughs> saying "Gotcha." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh... Um, so this has been Friday the Thirteenth. I'm Ryan.
2: And I'm Christian.
0: Attention all passengers, we have arrived at our final destination. If you enjoyed your trip, please rate and subscribe wherever you listen. From all our crew to you, thanks for riding to Podcast Express. Want more content? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Express. Goodbye.